Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, we're back, we're, we're black, black. we're brown, brown. <laughs> and this young. I was trying to hit you with the bass there. <laughs> Why well, you coming in with the uh, with the alto? Were you an alto or soprano? Is alto high? That sounds like a high. No, sopranos are the high ones. The altos are the um are for women are the low ones. I was never anything regarding vocal um, prowess. Mm. I was, however, first chair. Of clarinets in the really? concert band at Fayette High School in Fayetteville, Georgia. Um, I'll have you know the concert band <laughs> was the lesser band than the <laughs> symphony van- band. So I was the best worst clarinet player. Oh. And I wore, you know what, first chair, I was like the bomb. You could not tell me anything about my clarinet skills. It. She's it was like, what? Are you crazy? It's great being the captain of the bad clarinet players because the <laughs> bar is so low and you're the best out of all of them. So honestly, oh my god, I love come it. at me. Like it's like you set your expectations low and you end up happier, right? Well, I I was um I never I mean I sang in choir only because the school that I went to, especially the, the middle school that I went to, was like heavy on choir, which now I look back on it, that was odd. Like everyone sang in choir, whatever choir. I mean, I wasn't some great singer, but it was for fun. Yeah. And um but what I did join in high school was I joined the step team mm. because I grew up in a largely Caucasian. Um, I'm surprised they even had a step team based Girl, on what you told me about your your school. What it was, I think it had to be maybe it was like sophomore year. There was a young brown sister named Sherelle that moved from Newark to Westfield. Shout out to you, Sherelle. So Sherelle brought with her all these wonderful black things, and we were like, "Ooh, what's that?" <laughs> So she was so she like was the like, first, because you know when expectations are low, like you know, like you come to a new school where there aren't very many mm-hmm. black kids, and you're the black kid who knows how to do step. Yeah. Then yeah. you're like first chair <laughs> of the step dancers. Like you might have been a mediocre step dancer. Yo, you know she, what I mean? Like yeah. she was the coolest. We were like Sherelle, teach us your teach us your black. Yes, <laughs> like the five black kids were like teach us your black. Yes. So she brought step to us, and let's just say I was all the way in the back. I was so terrible, but I was determined. I said, "Oh no, I'm going to be on the step." I team. need video. I need video. <laughs> I was terrible, but I will say it was a really a lot of fun. But um, yeah, so that was my that was my horrible um group participation. Um, but it was like I said, it was a lot of fun. Although she was like, "Girl, you have to go all the way in the back because you are off off rhythm. How are you gonna be African with no rhythm?" See, that's the thing. That's like, it's so, the, the stereotype works against you. It's the same <laughs> it thing with my husband and, well, bless his heart. He's not the best <laughs> dancer. Like, I, he dances though. And it's hard for people out there. It's hard to find a partner who will like dance with you at the wedding or at the friends event or whatever, you know. So he would try. But if a Latin song, if like a bachata comes on or merengue, he's sitting his butt down real fast. And <laughs> his younger brother can really dance. And so can his fiance. And anyway, he gets a lot of shit for for not being like the the best bachata dancer. And, you know, I'm sad for him because the expectations are too mm-hmm. high. Meanwhile, I just swing my hips and they're like, oh, mira ese, mira ese mujerón. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, look at that woman. Because, <laughs> again, low expectations. We should just title this show. the pa- Low expectations? <laughs> yeah. I once had an low- idea for a book that every time, but every time I described it, it made me sound so sad. But and I and every time I tried to explain the premise, people would look at me like, "Are you okay?" Because my whole Aww. idea was it was literally a book about how everyone would be happier if we just expected less from everything, mm. expected less from your partner you're going to find, expected less from the job that you have. And I think 
I still think that this is true. I believe science would back me up on this. When you have less expectations for what an outcome will be or lower expectations, then you end up being happier because you're grateful that anything happened. You know what I mean? But yeah. but that's just so against the American mindset around, and I'm not trying to get too philosophical, but I ended up just like, stop talking about it because people would look at me like, like I was, you know, had four heads. <laughs> What what do you like mean? Less. Maybe like less is less. Satisfied <laughs> with like less than excellence? What? What? Satisfied with like a partner who can't be, you know, all 75 different friends and family I, and sexual god and goddess that you need in your life? What? No. No one wants to like admit that. Admit, you know? yeah. That maybe they're not having like, you know, well, whatever. Because I'm just like, that, it won't, that it won't get better than this. No one wants yes. to. Yes. <laughs> See, even as I'm, I'm like, saying it, I'm like, well, it's, like, we're, just like that, it's we're brown ambition, okay. not not brown. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> brown so-so. Mm-hmm. But like, um, come see, come yeah. <laughs> So I know last week we talked about hard conversations. So I had one today. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. When I tell you all day, stress, stress, stressed, like thought about him. Literally took a walk beforehand, took a nap, like stomach and bubble guts, sweating. And I'm like, Tiffany, really? All leading up to this conversation. And it just, it went okay. What would, no, what, what, tell us more. What, how long had, like, how long was this conversation coming? Did you ask for it? Had it been brewing for a while? Mm -hmm. Can you say any specifics about what it was about? Well, I'll say it's about money. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. That like, so yeah, it was about money and it was just, like I said, I'm was, I told myself, this is what I told myself to kind of feel better. I was like, before the conversation, I was like, you know, Tiffany, I know your stomach's in knots. I know you feel like a little uncomfortable, but guess what, girl, you about to have this conversation and that it, that is done, girl. That's done. That's my move. Yeah, no, it's not done. Um, I didn't anticipate that some hard conversations are actually hard conversations, plural. Okay. So it's not, it's not, re- it's, it's not resolved. It, it wasn't some like no knockdown, drag out, like fight or anything like that, but it's just, it's not resolved. So more conversation to be had. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like that was the one thing I was leaning on. <laughs> well, do you at least, so what was, do you think that it's leading to more conversations because- the first conversation was so hard and like, well, yeah, so just tell me more. Like what happened in the first conversation and was it just that there was so much to unpack that you realized you – is it like the meeting that you think is going to be half an hour and then you end up – we need really need to do 20 different things and we need to have some follow-up meetings to discuss and make sure we really cover it – cover our tracks well? Yeah, it was – it was – well, this is not like – this is actually the second of the conference. The first, the first time it didn't, it was only like, like five minutes because we didn't have much time. And I was like, oh, okay, we will reconvene and like talk about it next week and just like really like lean into it. So I was like, great. Um, even though the first time we talked about it, we were supposed to really talk about it, but we just didn't get a chance. So, cause it was like, you know, time was like running thin and I'm like, damn it, I've been in knots all week to talk about it. And it's only like five minutes, literally like, Hey, we, we really should talk about this thing. Mm. And I'm just like, ah, but I, you know, cause I had already saved up all the anxiety. Yeah. And so today I was like, no, we're plug, we're, we're plowing ahead. And I just was like, you know, plowing ahead, sharing how I felt. She was sharing how she felt. And like, and it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't, there was no um, yelling or anything. It was like super calm. And, but it was very clear that it was like, yep, we both agree that we don't agree. <laughs> and I was like, wait, well, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had not planned for that. Oh, I did not. Oh, oh. Yeah. So you expected to, you expected to kind of like get what you wanted out of the conversation or to have yes. them understand where you were coming from. But yes. oh, well, this is just every fight my husband and I have ever had. So yeah, continue. <laughs> so I thought that at the end she was going to be like, you know what? You know what? I, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me. Tell me how right you were. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. You know what? I didn't see what you meant at first, but now that you fully explained it, girl, yes, I agree. I don't know why I just thought that's what it was, but it was more like, you know what? I hear you. Still don't agree, though. Mm, and it was that's like, the wait. worst. That's the worst. Yes. And I'm like, wait. So now we're going to have another conversation, but so I think we're going to bring in maybe like a, like a, a neutral party to have a conversation with us. Okay. Mediator. Um, I have had to mm-hmm. use a professional mediator. I mean, not a professional, but in my professional life, I have needed to bring in a third party to, to be there to witness 
the discussion just as like, yes. yeah, it's helpful. It's helpful. Yeah, and I think so too. And I think that it's just, I just feel like lately in business that every time I solve an issue, because usually I'm pretty, I've gotten much better at like, like managing the stress of what it comes to being like, you know, to running a business. So website's down. Okay. You know, um, we need a new hire quickly because, you know, XYZ is leaving or, you know, she's doesn't feel well. Okay. I've gotten so much better at managing the day-to-day putting out the fire component of business. And I'm like, I feel like, you know, I mean, I sleep well at night. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but lately the fires are blue. You know, like usually fires are like, you know, like I think blue is like when the fire is hotter, right? Is that what it is? When it's like oh, red I see what and you're yellow. saying. Yeah. The hottest is the hottest part of the flame is the blue part. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait, what? And it seems like, I, I, why am I putting out blue flames over and over and over again? And I'm not going to lie. It's taking like this, like emotional toll that I'm not used to that. I used to feel like this in the very beginning of business when I didn't know how to manage anything, you know? So I was like, ah, ah, all the time. And now I'm like, oh, but you know, you're seasoned, Tiffany, you're 10 years in. So like I said, up until I would say maybe like three or four months ago, you know, I've been really good at like that kind of thing. And and like managing, but now it's just different now. And I'm like, but one thing I've learned after 10 years of business and the part that sucks is like, I already know what's happening. Cause I've been here so many times before I know what's happening. And I'm like, oh, freak. So something good is happening. Whenever I am growing to the next level, this always happens that there is a period of heavy uncomfortableness where everything sucks and I want to quit. Mm-hmm. So I know that's what's happening, but I'm still like, I want to quit. <laughs> you know? Yes. Everything sucks. And so that's what's happening. So I know 100,000% that that's what's happening, but it doesn't make it easier. I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. You're I going through stay? hell. Keep going. I know. That's, that's the chant that helps me sometimes. <sighs> I just, so, I mean, like, it's not, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm really blessed. I mean, thank God, you know, home is good. You know, my husband is good. My sisters are good. My parents are good. My friends are good. So all that's good. And honestly, the truth is business actually has literally never been better. So that's not it. It's just, there isn't, I'm growing. Like, I know there's an emotional growth that's tied to like this external growth that I have to meet this, like, uh, this external growth internally. And I'm not you know, and I know that. I know it's like, well, Tiffany, you have to put on your big girl panties. Like, you have been avoiding like growing this part of yourself uh, for a long time, and it's time now. Mm. And I've been like, wait, one more year, one more year of being a punk, please. <laughs> <laughs> and like the external part, what's happening in my life, it's like, no, girl, no. We have allowed you for forty years to navigate in this space of like internal smallness in this one area of your life, and literally, you you have to grow up. In this one area, you have to boss up and you have to be like, okay, and you have to push through or you, you know, like there's no option. It's either this or you stay, not even because I already know what's going to happen. If I don't push through, it's not that I'm going to be allowed to stay at this level. You actually move backwards. Um, so, I mean, I know it. It's just, honestly, it freaking sucks. I hope, you know, I, I share this with, with y'all because I want you to know that like, even when, even in success, there's, you know, there's strife. There's gut-wrenching moments, even like, you know, literally nothing's wrong. We had our best month yet in business. Um, but like, yeah, there are still aspects that I'm learning and growing and uh, it freaking sucks. And I'm just like, but I'm like, literally every year I used to tell myself that this is the year I was going to work on this part of myself, mm-hmm. this this character challenge. I suppose, oh, this is the year, Tiffany, that we're going to work on like the hard conversations part of your, and then I'm like, you know what, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work on, uh, I'm going to get Invisalign instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a gym membership. Oh, that's what I'll do. Let's work on this booty. Or like, I'm going to be a better friend or I'm going to be a better auntie this year. So every year I kind of set like goals and like, this is always on the list. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think, I think I'm going to put this one to the side. So this is the year that like, it's forcing my hand, like, girl, you are not going to be able to elevate to the next level. So like I just said, it's just like, have you ever read the year of yes? By Shonda Rhimes. No. no, but I heard it's good. I thought you were going to say yes. Oh, it's so, no. you need to read it. It's actually a quick read, but okay. it's about how Shonda, who was incredibly insecure, and it's different because her insecurities and her shyness and her social anxiety 
stemmed in part from her her weight issues. So she struggled with her okay. weight. And anyway, and, and there was one year that she decided, because she was always the writer inside of her shell, like never mm. went out, never said yes to any invitations in Hollywood would just hide from any and then she decided one year like okay I'm done with this and I and it wasn't like she had some big epiphany it was like it's like you're saying it's just you kind of get tired of having the same conversation with yourself and you're like you know what yeah. this is the year I'm just going to say yes to everything and it's I really recommend it I even recommend the audiobook because she reads it herself I think I might have read mm. the audio listened to the audiobook version but that's great what I what I'll say cuz I have the same internal dialogue like I think a lot of us do there's always that like personal flaw like character flaw or flaws, plural, that you have that aren't as easy to imagine. Like they're not as clear cut a path. Like you want to fit into that bikini in six weeks, you know you need to eat less and work out more. Mm -hmm. But but it's almost like with these, you know, character, uh, like the the internal things that we have that that can hinder us or hold us back, like you've said, there's not as clear a path. And so it's, it's harder and it's also harder to measure success. And what I all I'll say is like I hope that you celebrate, even though it, it has led to more conversations, you should still like celebrate the win that you had the conversation okay. you might not have had and pat yourself on the back and acknowledge that it may not be like a clear linear path and to get to the point where you're able to like it may always be uncomfortable. And I think it probably will because you're a human being uncomfortable to have tough conversations with people. But it's like, you know, how much time do you spend agonizing over it? Do you always get bubble gut? Okay, no, this time I yeah. didn't get the bubble gut. <laughs> this time I didn't, wasn't in the bathroom for four hours. And like, give yourself a pat if you improve a little bit. Um, and that's, and this is just like the type of thing that I've worked on coming back from all the postpartum anxiety is, okay, if I fell asleep, you know, within 45 minutes last night, instead of four hours, like that's a win. Um, okay. And just mark those little, those little wins. Cause it isn't as, yeah, it's just not as linear as some of the goals like you talked about before, you know, yeah. working out, et cetera. Uh, no, that is really good advice. I didn't think about that. Like the fact is you had the conversation, Tiffany, that's bigger than most. Normally I'd be like, uh, oh, I, I double booked. Hey, mm -hmm. hey sis, can we talk? Uh, <laughs> oh my God, that, I would be the master avoider. Like sometimes Superman will ask me to like talk to Supergirl about something difficult. Like maybe like, you know, they got into like an argument and he's like, can you talk to her? So, you know, cause maybe they're arguing over like, you know, her not cleaning her room and whatever. And she's getting sassy. And he's like, can you talk to her? And I'm looking at him like, to who? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to a teenager. She's going to kill me. <laughs> so... I'm just, yeah, like I, it literally permeates every aspect of my life. Like it's like reached like a fever pitch. Like it permeates every aspect of my life. I could be at the supermarket and be like the person that's standing too close behind me. And I'm like, you should really tell them six feet, please. And like in my inside, I'm like dying. I'm like, you should say, no, don't say nothing to her. You should say, no, leave them. Tiffany's not in that serious. You can get her Corona and die, girl. It's just like, yeah. So it's, yeah. So I'm. I am gonna, but honestly, one thing I like I've learned from you, Mandy. Like I, I absolutely need to get a therapist. I've been saying it for a long time, anyway, because like you know, like I'm typically decent at managing stress. Well, let me not say that because who knows? If I don't even know if I'm decent, who knows what decent is? Right. But you know, I don't think typically a lot of things bring me stress like they used to. So I was kind of like, oh, I'm good, but I realized no, I would really love tools and resources to manage like, you know, stress and also tools and resources. Cause that's what I was asking myself. I'm like, I actually don't have the tools and resources to um, navigate this. Cause I, like, I grew up in a household, like my parents are really strict. And so it was like, you, you have to be like, walk the straight and narrow or else. And so I, I know that a lot of the anxiety comes from well, what's or else mean. Mm. Tiffany, like you have to be like in the straight and narrow or, or else. And that's what, that's the fear that I carry around with me is this fear or, of the, or else. And even though I'm an adult now, it's like, well, Tiffany, you can't get cut off. You know, you, you're not nine, you're not going to get a spanking, you know, but I still carry that or else fear along with me. And I'm just like, I want to be able to let that go. But I know that the, if you can't build a house that you want without the proper tools. And I know it's like, okay, it's past time. It's time to get the proper tool. So I'm actually looking forward to that because I'm like, you know, because I, I used to go to therapy when I was in um, college because I was like so overwhelmed and it was really, really, really helpful. But I have not gone honestly since, even though I've said that 
you know, I've wanted to. It's just been, I haven't put the effort in, not because I'm opposed to therapy. I'm like, ah, next time, next time. So I just think that, um, yeah, I have to make it as important as the other things in my life to like find a therapist, you know, and I have like great insurance. So I know that it would be covered. So I'm like, girl, Ooh, the therapist therapy. who takes insurance, like a magical mm-hmm. unicorn. But um, they don't take insurance? That's part of the problem is like, and this is how I found my therapist. I I found this great prenatal yoga studio that actually is like a wellness, um, a wellness uh, business that focuses on like post and prenatal um, massage therapy, and they have like new mom trainings. And they did we did all of our like infant CPR classes there. So it's more than just yoga, and they have they refer people to experts in the field. Like they have like the certain, like they have the, they endorse certain experts. So they endorse these three or four different prenatal therapists who could, who really specialize with new moms or moms who are dealing with anxiety. And, but I call all of them and none of them took my insurance, but I got referred from them to someone who did take my insurance and I, and I kept interviewing. So it's almost, it does take work. You have to start calling. Do you take this insurance? No. Do you know someone who does? Cool. And then you have to kind of keep calling. And it took me maybe a couple weeks to finally land on the therapist I eventually got. And it's been great. And I just, a friend of mine had a baby um, just a few weeks ago and she, uh, she had been dealing with a lot of anxiety prior to the birth because of the COVID situation. And that has continued to plague her just the you know being a new mom's already stressful enough and I was like listen I'm happy I'll ask my therapist if she knows anybody near you who's doing and this is a this is a good time too because part of the struggle finding a good therapist is you know they often want to see you in person but with mm. what's going on with COVID many more well not many more all of them especially in New York where places are shut down you have to meet virtually so you may be okay. able to um, you know see someone maybe who's not and the commute won't be a factor, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, you did that, you found that financial planner and you... I was just thinking about it. I was like, that was a whole process. What? It was a two-week process. Yeah. I interviewed like 13 people. Yeah. I like, so I'm just, I was just thinking, I was like, girl, if you could put that much effort into finding your financial planner. And like, literally, I had like a spreadsheet and I like this one and this is this. I did, I did all this pre-work of what I needed. And I mean, it was, it was probably was like a month's worth of work to find. And it was very overwhelming, but I knew that at the end I was going to find the right person. And I did. Angelie is amazing. And I was like, well, Tiffany, like literally when you said that, I was like, girl, if you can put the effort into the finding your financial plan, you can certainly put the effort into finding the right therapy. Because I think it just would just be so helpful. My poor friends could stop hearing me talk about the same thing. Because when I'm stressed about something, I will tell you over and over. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, friend. Yeah, so that thing. They're like, oh, that thing that we talked about yesterday? Here, one, one more again. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, no, this is honest. But I was talking to you, man. He's always like, I always feel like in some of the spaces, I'm like, you have like one foot in the door of like, yeah, been there, done that, working it out. This is what I found, bringing it back to Tiff. So oh. I always appreciate that. Just sharing what I'm learning. I mean, not that I, and it's always what I struggle with is what I'm talking to you about, which is under giving myself grace and giving myself mm. a break on the path toward improvement, you know, like and, and adjusting my own expectations for what that success looks like. So, and it, and it just, it's everything I've ever tried to achieve, like weight loss. Um, I've always had been up and down with my weight and I'll be like, I'm going to lose 40 pounds by, you know, three months from now, which is not realistic. And, and it's the same thing with this, with the postpartum anxiety. It was, I'm going to fix this. This is a problem I'm going to solve now. And I'm going to talk to, and, it, and no, I mean, I had to start the work for my postpartum anxiety started back in August when I started to see my therapist. And I was like, okay, so I have you. I'm feeling anxious. So we can fix this this week, right? And she's like, no, no, we have to start the journey, you know. And and I had to be patient with myself because I, you know, you want like quick results. And um, I have to celebrate. And I was just talking to the um, psychiatrist I see because I take a prescription medication to help. And talking to her... She also wanted to know, like, what are the small, like, what are the improvements that you've seen? And by talking through the improvement, no, I'm not perfect, whatever that idea is. I'm not 100%, you know, obviously I never will be 100% because I have a baby now, so I'm a different kind of person. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it w- I could measure, six- and I could see by talking in through, oh, I have made, you know, big strides, and I am doing a lot better, and um, I sh- and I should, like, celebrate that and not be so stressed that I'm not like my own idea of over it or 
you know, better, whatever those vague words are. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, yeah. like over and better. You're like, I should be better. I should be, yeah. Yeah. No. Because this, this is like, the kids are always going to stress me, like stress you out and work is always yeah. going to be stressful for you. You run a yes. business. Like this is going to happen again and again. And it's about, yes. does it get a little bit easier each time? Do you have the tools next time so that maybe it's not five conversations, you know, it's four <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? Um Anyway, and, and, and I think it's it's also helpful just to talk things out. And I hope that so when's the next conversation? And you already got the mediator in place, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. we, I, I don't uh, I don't have um I don't have a date for the next conversation yet. But it's probably in about about a week. I'm just waiting to, for the mediator to just um to confirm like that that she's like, yep, you know, we're all good to go. And then I'll I'll schedule a time um, that I'm actually looking kind of looking forward to. But I, like, because I'm like, okay, there'll be somebody else there to help navigate the things that I want to say, but also too, somebody else to help me navigate hearing and listening, mm. you know? Um, so, I mean, but like, I feel like there was a little bit of movement made today with her. So I was like, oh, okay, she is listening and she sees that there's something. And there was definitely a little bit of give of like, see what you're saying. Don't fully agree but is there maybe there's some compromise. So there was definitely a, huh, she was definitely like, there's some compromise that we can make here. Yeah. And so like, so at least that, that it wasn't like, absolutely not, which would have been like, you know, well, what do we do now? It was like, yeah, that there's some compromises that I, I can see being made here. So yeah, growth, growth. You want your growth, <laughs> you're on your growth shit, you know, can I say that? <laughs> Yeah. You used to curse. Remember back in the day, you used to like guys that curse. Used to. And then you stopped. <laughs> I still. Well, you, oh, you mean on the show? Yeah, um, you did. Remember? You were like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, cursing every once in a while. A little potty mouth here and there. But then you just was like, nah. I don't know if you listen to the show, Tiffany. <laughs> like, yes, I do. <laughs> Ask our editor. You still curse? I just, oh, okay. It's just who I am. I don't think about it. Um, I, you know, I, I, my mom always had a potty mouth and it's just like, whatever. I always look at that study that said that people who curse are smarter mm-hmm. or like handle things better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but I, the day that Rio starts mimicking what I say, that's when I'll have to tighten it up. Yeah. But I'm really just like letting it all hang out now. Um, and, and you, um, and you'd be surprised like, cause like uh, Superman is a, a cursor, like just for no reason, discernible reason. And I remember when I first met him and I remember looking at his daughter at the time she was like five or six, she didn't curse. And I'm like, well, how come you have potty mouth? Like, you know, he, he's not a cursor, like an angry cursor. It's just like, you know, like, you know, like you might say, Hey Superman, what's up today? You know, shit. That's just, you oh. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm the opposite of that. I <laughs> And I'm like, angry. Well, a happy cursor. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so like, he's just, oh, like, just a, shit. Yeah, just, just like bullshit. Just you know, like, hanging yeah. out. <laughs> and so I was actually really shocked that she, like Supergirl, didn't curse. I was like, well, how come she doesn't curse and you curse? And he was like, oh, she knows better. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, how does that work out? I don't even know how he managed that. Like to mm-hmm. this day, at least not here. I'm sure she's a teenager now. So I'm sure she's potty bathing it up with her friends. But I thought God at least would, an adult I, company. I thought God would punish curse. me if I curse when I was little. I don't know who taught me that. <laughs> the, in, the TV, I don't know. But um, any, when I found out that I wasn't going to get smited or hit with a lightning bolt, it just all, it all happened. Not the me. smite. <laughs> not the smite. <laughs> the smite. Um, <laughs> hey, real quick, I wanted to catch you up on my dad's situation because I know I talked about him losing his job. And he's, mm-hmm. he lives in Georgia. And he, um, we had been, my brother and I kind of tag teaming to figure out his unemployment benefits. And for a lot of people in different states, like my dad, like it's taken weeks for him to get his first unemployment check. He finally got it. And then he had to wait an additional couple of weeks to get that extra $600 um, stimulus, like unemployment check. And I just wanted to let people know, like, if you've been waiting on it, I would say one thing that helped is that we went to the Department of Labor's Facebook page. And honestly, okay. there was more feed, there's more information from their social media team on their Facebook page than there was on the actual website or trying to call. Okay. Um, and, and and it was one of those things where you do, you think you're doing all the things and you're calling and you're like stressing. And my brother and I were talking about it. And like, I would be on social trying to like, piece together an explanation from different comments that the social media person had left and then all of a sudden it just showed up in his bank account one day Mm. and I'm like it probably would have showed up without us stressing about it but (laughs) of course you want to think you can control things Um, but it's good finally that he's getting his unemployment benefits 
And his job, he works for the um, transit authority in Atlanta, has asked him to come back, but like at limited hours. And he's decided not to do it because they're not um, like it just would still be unsafe. He's he, he, getting passengers on a bus, you know, yeah. just isn't. And he's got existing pre-existing conditions and and all that. But um, just wanted to acknowledge that there's still people out there who's struggling and you know, if you haven't gotten your benefits or you have questions, you know, you always can send us a note at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com and maybe we can help point you to some resources if at anything in your state. But let us know if you're if you're struggling or if you need anything. Um, I'd love to hear how you guys are coping with, you know, everything that's going on. Yeah, that would be great. Because my dad called me yesterday. He's like, I have still not, I have not gotten my money. Oh, is he waiting like, on the, what's he waiting on? The stimulus Wait, the mm-hmm. the stimulus, so the one-time, like, payment? 1200 mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, my my dad, I forget if he got that or not. So, yeah, he, the, what happened was unemployment benefits, they, so you got, you were eligible for, like, if you lost your job, you'd be eligible for unemployment benefits. Okay. On top of that, they added an additional $600 through the end of July for workers out of work. That's what the CARES Act provided. And then a, separate from that, there was a $1,200 stimulus check that you got based on your income, which is like a separate thing. Um, yeah. And it's left to be, it's left to be determined if they're going to be extending this or doing it again. I mean, yeah, a girlfriend of mine texted me today to let me know that her job said they will not be reopening until September, the day after Labor Day or the week after Labor Day at the earliest. And she works in New York City. Yeah. So I just feel like summer, summer 2020 is just like, canceled what <laughs> just gone the, you know the kids like so governor murphy the governor of my state just posted on ig either yesterday or today just saying hey so school's closed for the rest of the school year so these babies ain't going back and i'm like okay oh yeah Jersey, right yeah yeah i don't know what to do like supergirl i guess we'll get her some tutor i mean she's been does that every... mean no more virtual they're still doing e-learning right or does it mm-hmm. mean like that stuff okay okay so the school's no, so, happening so what she... but it's not going back exactly to the... but still it's so light so the way it works at least for a supergirl in her school is that every morning at 8 a.m she gets classwork schoolwork and she has to complete it by 8 p.m but then at three at 245 to like 345 or like an hour to two hours she has to log into zoom for a lesson but i'm like it you usually are in school all day. So how are you getting all that you need with like this, like one or two hours worth of visual lesson? And then, you know, like, just like, here's some work to do. I don't know. So, and meanwhile, she's going to ninth grade. So that's the big worry because she's headed to high school. So it's like, is she going to be ready? I mean, we're fortunate in that, you know, obviously we can pay for a tutor and things to make sure she's good. Because here in Newark, you have to place into the high school that you want. You have to take a test. Mm. And she got to a really good high school. So, you know, you we want to, and, and, and it's very competitive and it's not going to be easy. Although she's been a, a good student, but still for, for the, you know, second or the last quarter of your eighth grade year, not to have like this like traditional instruction. And then we'll see what happens in September to go to school, to high school at that. So there's some worry there. Uh, I think about other parents who might not be able to afford tutoring. What do they do, you know? Well, at least there's um, comfort in knowing that your kid's not the only kid who's behind. Like, yeah. and you hope that, and and my, our cousin is a high school principal in Manhattan, and she's talked about, they, they are having conversations around, do you, um, especially with younger kids, like, do you hold them back a little bit so that they don't, that they're not so far behind? Or do you plan to catch up on stuff at the beginning of the year to acknowledge like what they might've missed at the end of the year? And I hope that, you know, the, the hope the school systems will figure out a way to n- not make it so that kids like, like Supergirl come into school feeling they're so far behind. Like they, they can adjust the course a little bit so that they can catch up if, you know, they yeah. need to at all. Man, yeah, it's 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 hard enough with the baby, but like having kids in school, bless bless all of you guys with the ch- with the with the children who can ask questions and need to be entertained. I know. Oh, <laughs> well. Speaking of questions, should we take a quick break and then come back and see what we got going on? We sure should. All righty. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. 
Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, y'all. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Not only your questions, but your fun little um, someone. So I forget her name. She she sent us a message on Insta saying, "Remember last week? I told you we were talking about guilty pleasures, and I I mentioned the show that I'm watching on Netflix. I'm testing you, Tiff. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it is? Um, you know, I have the memory of an 80 year old girl. I don't remember. It's what real weird. Casketeers on oh, Netflix. Oh, that's right. And um. If I'm at uh, the, another country where it's like this Polynesian, yes, oh girl, Ooh, girl you, oh, I felt okay. you, I felt you digging, and you you struggled. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a fabulous show on Netflix um, about a family who runs a funeral home in New Zealand. They're Polynesian, anyway. One of our listeners was like, I squealed when you mentioned the Casketeers. I love that show, and I'm just so glad that there's another weirdo out there who listens to our Aww. show. So thank you to you, whose name I don't remember. And again, people have been commenting i've been i've been posting more than usual just like day-to-day uh i'm trying to like document life in quarantine parenting and quarantine i just part of me just doesn't want to forget it's almost like i'm living i'm i'm imagining like telling grandchildren or like wanting to remember this time in our history and so i'm trying to document more of it and mm-hmm. people have pe- uh, brown ambition listeners who usually just message us on our BA account have found my personal one and have been really have been it's been helping me to hear from y'all when I post like my parenting foibles or you know the the working from home with the baby stuff and it helps me to know that you guys are out there and that um that you're liking when I share that stuff I'm I'm happy to make a fool of myself um <laughs> no, for, I love it. And I love how, how Rio just be looking at the camera like, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's so adorable with that hair. He's and his little, yeah, these cheeks. I'm like, oh, God knew exactly what he was doing, making baby so cute. Because you're like, you know what? If it wasn't so cute. Right? God help an ugly baby because, like, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. We all know a lot. Yeah, know Listen, we're Enrique has this coffee cup with Rio's baby, his newborn picture on it. And I'm looking at it like, he was a lot cuter in my memory. <laughs> like, um, love is blind. But uh, let me let me pop into these questions real quick. Again, y'all can hit us up on the gram or Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can also find us if you just want to email us directly. It's brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Our first question, I've lost the Google Doc. Come to me. <laughs> Our first question comes from listener who just wants to be referred to as D. She says, I'm a huge fan of the show. I listen while working every week. I'm wondering, since federal student loan payments have been waived until the end of September, thanks to Congress's stimulus um, package, the CARES Act, what do you guys think I should do with the money that would normally go toward my student loan each month? Right now, my student loan balance is 27000 Fortunately, I'm still employed full time. Mm. Right now, I'm using half of my stimulus funds. So she's gotten that $1,200 check we talked about to pay off credit card debt. I have a car note and a personal loan and about $2,000 saved in an emergency fund. Issue is she doesn't tell us how much she's saving with her student loan payment. But like for our own purposes, let's just imagine it's a few hundred dollars. If her, mm-hmm. you know, if her balance is $27,000, I can imagine it's a few hundred dollars a month. Um, that she's wondering what should she do with it? Um, any thoughts here? 
Yes, only because I suspect that her life, does she say where she lives? She does not disclose her location. Nope. So I suspect that her life cost her more than $2,000 a month because that's how much she has in savings, right? Her emergency savings. Yes. So my concern is during times like this, I really, I mean, I cannot preach this enough to be having a strong cash position, saving, saving, savings. Normally, you know, me and Mandy are like, no debt, no way, way. But during times that look like what's shaping up to be a recession, I really want you to have enough savings. Although I'm glad that your job is still intact. There's no, no job is guaranteed. One, sickness can happen. Two, anything can happen during times like these. So I would much rather, if it was me, um, even though I would I would normally say, well, girl, put it towards your student loan debt because right now it's going to go totally, totally toward the principal. But now I'm like, no, put it in an online-only savings account, go to Magnify Money, find one that gives the highest interest rate and has an A rating. And that's what I would say. I would put my money there because I want you to have, you know, at least a few months of, of expenses, of your most essential expenses saved just to be on the safe side in case something should happen down the line while we're still in these like down economic times. Yeah. And she mentions, well, she mentions a couple of other loans that she has. She has a personal loan and a car note. So um, I I mean, I agree with Tiffany, like I would beef up that emergency fund. Um, But if you're, you know, if your car note and your personal loan, if you could maybe put a little bit of that extra money toward those debts to, to pay them off, especially that personal loan, you know, that could be a good use of the money. But and at the same time, maybe put part of it away for your savings to to beef it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but that's, that's, and I'm glad it's like, that's the point of them making it so that you don't have to make your federal student loan payments for the next, how many months is it till September? 75 or four? I can't think. It seems like forever away. Um, it's to give you guys some extra wiggle room and yeah, to, to be saving it and and using it to pay down debt is exactly you know, the right way of going about it. Yeah. All right, Dee, thank you for your question. Let's take, we have like some one syllable questions today. This one comes from a listener who wants to go by Lo. Lo says, I love the show. I have reached my emergency savings goal of $20,000 recently, and I decided I don't want to invest more than I already am into my 401k during these turbulent times. So I started looking into money market accounts. Could you tell me what are some of the pros and cons of putting your money in a money market account? Thank you, Lo. Oh, Lo. Oh, I know. Low, 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 low. What's low, low? Your money's gonna stay on the low, low if you don't invest. Yeah. Well, money markets are like. First of all, there's nothing special about money market accounts. They're basically a savings account that you have check writing abilities, and it's not. And maybe you get a debit card, but then why not just get a checking account? And I mean, I haven't checked the rates recently, but they're really not great. Either they're worse than, or they're just as good as a regular savings account. Yep. So there's really not a there's not a benefit to a money market account. And when it comes to not wanting to invest, so let's unpack that. So you've reached your emergency savings goal of 20k. That's fabulous. And awesome. I mean that sounds significant. That sounds great. And now you're looking at okay, so the market is down. I have a 401k. Should I be putting extra money that I would have been putting in my emergency savings into the market or should I be more conservative and put it into a deposit account such as a money market fund? I know it seems counterintuitive, but I, and we talked about this before, and again, we're not investing experts. We just share, you know, the knowledge that we have from our own Mm -hmm. experience. I try and think of this time as like a clearance sale. And I try and think of a clearance sale on stocks. So stocks are largely down, although they have, if you look at your 401k, like I did recently, my 401k is not almost back to where it was, but it's on the way back. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely one on its way back. And it's only been a few months. I try and think now is the time when you want to be investing if you are hopeful about the future, if you have a long time horizon. If you're especially, like if you're someone in your 30s or 40s right now or younger, you certainly have a few, a several decades ahead of you to weather not just this economic crisis, but maybe a couple more. And I personally increased my 401k contribution and it, it, it did feel a little counterintuitive, but it really makes sense because the money that you invest now, you'll be able to get more for it than you would have normally. And then when the market does bounce back, you, those investments will grow and you should be better off in the end than if you didn't invest anything. Yes. That's the hope, of course. Nothing's certain. But as a recession baby myself, 
I (laughs) who started to save a 401k (laughs) right after the recession hit. I'm so grateful that I did. And Mm -hmm. I think we will, you just have to look at what history has shown us, which is that the market will recover. This is, and this is also a very different recession. This is a self-inflicted recession. We will reopen the economy. It may take a while, but already the market has started to go up. And I think I, I definitely maybe put it in an online savings account if you really just want some security or a CD like we've talked about before, but there's no point in a money market, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Like, well, I want, and this is low, right? So low, I, so he, I get it because I'm totally you where I'm like, ah, investing, scary, scary. But to Mandy's point, if you've got 10 or more years, and you should look at investing as a long-term activity. So there's something called dollar cost averaging. So this is what I suggest is what I'm leaning into. So dollar cost averaging is when if you're an investor, you have money to invest, you divide up, let's just say you have, you know, $1,000 that you don't put $1,000 into the market today. Then instead you say, huh, you know what? I'm going to divide $1,000 times 10 months and I'm going to put $100 into the market the first of every month. And as the market goes up and down and up and down into the market could mean your retirement account. It could mean opening up a target date fund or a mutual fund or investing in indexes. But if you do that, if you if you consistently put money away for investing, this is dollars cost averaging, it means that there'll be some days that you put money in and your money goes down and there'll be some days you put money in and your money goes up and the ups and downs will average out to a basic return. So that's what I would lean into that I, if you, like I'm assuming that if you're putting money, if you reach your $20,000, um, that you didn't reach the twenty thousand dollars in one lump sum. That let's just say you were saving five hundred bucks a month, you know, and you're like, okay, I don't need any more additional uh, savings. So I would be putting that five hundred bucks a month consistently, and you will see over the next ten years or so that you know, yes, there will be sometimes your money has gone down and sometimes it's gone way up, and but it will average out to an up over time. That is what the market teaches us, and so. It you actually lose money. Like, don't be like me. I was such a hoarder of cash. Like, I can only imagine in the last 10 years how much money I actually lost by saving so much in cash. I mean, I had so much saved in cash. The house I'm sitting in now, I bought with cash. You should not have that much saved. <laughs> like, I should not have had that much saved. And I knew it was my fear, even though, like, my brain was like, Tiffany, you don't need this much saved. This is crazy. But my heart was like, ah! I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't want to put it. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. So I ended up, like I said, buying a house cash, which is honestly, that's great and all, but you know, I, I lost out in the, in the long run by not giving my money a chance to grow. And so that's what I want for you. So do your Google's dollar cost averaging, which just basically means that you just put money in. Um, basically it's almost like drip marketing. You just um, drip, um, drip investing. You just Drip, drip, drip your money in um, consistently over time, and then you will see consistently over time that the good times and the bad times will weigh out to decent times over time. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And with 20K in the bank, I mean, if you want someone to help, a financial planner can help you decide, like especially my financial planner, she helped me strategize. I didn't do, I didn't start saving, like putting everything into the market and his stocks. Um, we were like a little bit conservative. So for shorter term goals, we opened a couple of CDs and then we put extra money into our IRA. Like there's different levels, you know, but money markets, again, like you might as well just put money into your, you know, that savings account. It'll be It'll do just as well, if not better, than a, a mm-hmm. money market. Um, while we're on the subject, we had another. We had a similar question from a listener, essentially wanting to know. Okay, so if now is a good time to invest, how do I start? And this is from a listener. What does she want to be? Remain anonymous. Where did it go? I swiped on my phone. Oh, here we go. Um, let's see. From Instagram, let's just call her Tutu because I see that in her Insta name and I don't know how to pronounce the rest of it. (laughs) I love it. She's saying it's now a good time to invest. I want to take advantage of the discounted prices that you guys talk about on the show. And by discount, she means like when I say clearance sale. Um, but there is a lot of information overload in the books I'm reading and it's hard to know when you're really truly ready to jump in and when you're a novice investor. Thanks. And I'd like to remain anonymous. (laughs) Well, it's okay because I didn't use your real name. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, similar. So, okay. So, people like her who, you know, oh, they want to jump in. It's like trying to jump in during a game of double dutch. Like, you're trying to like- I was going to say Were you? <laughs> it's like, 
Yes. Anyway, Cinderella lost her fellow. Okay, anyway. And you could just, I could just see you rocking back and forth. You're like, oh, wait, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Just jump. Just jump. But jump into like, you know, jump in with your toe. Like, well, anyway, I've been talking a lot. Tiff, what would you say? to this? Um, I honestly, this, so this is what I would say. I would say look into index funds. So if you, now is not the time to be like, Ooh, I'm gonna start picking stocks. It, I, because you're not going to know. And even if you happen to luckily pick a stock that goes up, like, let's just say like beyond meat did really great today. Right. And you pick a stock, you're like, woohoo. But if you haven't followed, like, well, what made beyond meat a good stock? You know, what are their profits versus their debt? Are, you know, are they using their cash effectively? Like who's running the company? So to understand why a stock actually went up, it's like buying a house without getting an inspection. Like why is this house a good house? So then I wouldn't be purchasing individual stocks unless you were going to like take a course and learn more about how to properly do so. If you don't know how to do anything else, you can invest in the in an index. So the, you can invest in an index almost like as a as a stock that's called an ETF. That's you can I don't remember some of the symbols like BOO. There's some symbols where you can literally just Google um, ETF index funds. And so an index fund is just a like the S&P 500, the Dow the what is it? What's some other indexes? I always think the S and P five hundred. The um, well, the standard like the S and P is kind of like when you're opening up an index fund. This is most likely the the index that it'll track against, and mm-hmm. you can start with anything. Like, and I think even for a novice, it's almost like where do I open an account at? You can open an account at Vanguard, at Fidelity, yes. at your local. Your bank might have um, an investing platform. Like, you, there's a bunch of like low cost brokerage accounts out there. Open up a individual IRA account. Um, or sorry, an IRA account or like a brokerage account, which are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I can post a helpful article on this too. I know you said you're overloaded by reading, but you want to understand a little bit the type of account that you're getting. Once you're in there, if you really just want hands off, you can do like a target date fund, which is a type of mutual fund that tracks. You pick the target date fund that matches when you think you'll retire and then it just invests for you. I have a target date fund in my 401k. It's worked out beautifully for me. Me I don't have to think about it and it's just grown because... It's risk. It's very heavily invested in stocks now, and and it will get conserv- more conservative as I get older. The closer to tar- target date. Yeah. Yes. Um, that being said, like my, I was talking to my cousin yesterday, Anna Banana, who I love. She's how old is she now? Like too old to be called Anna Banana, but whatever. <laughs> twenty one, twenty two, and she's been. Um, she has been playing around with some investing apps like Acorns and Stash, and there are these robo advisors um, that can also be like a an entryway into investing. And it, ultimately, it's it's kind of the same thing. They help you invest in index funds, like diversified um, mm-hmm. mutual funds, which is, you know, they kind of take the guesswork out of it for you. So it's almost a question of would you rather pick the brokerage account you want and do the work of setting up your account through them, um, which takes a little bit of, of research, or you can use a robo-advisor, which takes even less of the guesswork out of the whole investing thing just to get your feet wet. I mean, those are mm-hmm. so. I think we talked about acorns before. What am I forgetting? Like, there's it's like um, acorns. There's um, well, that's not really that. Well, I guess the, oh, Betterment, Wealthfront, yeah. and you look like when it comes to index funds, like like at a, at a wealth, like at a, a Vanguard or or a Charles Schwab or Fidelity. They usually almost all of them have something called a total market. Fun. Meaning basically yeah. you're buying like a slice of what the market is doing. So as the market goes up, your money goes up. As the market goes down, your money goes down. And over time, the market goes up over time. Um, and so if you don't know how to do anything else, like, yeah, getting your, like investing in an index fund and and looking at a total market fund. And that's the most set it and forget it that you can get and know that in a 10-year span, the likelihood is is your money is going to grow without any interference from you. Like if you're wanting to learn about stocks and this and that, then do that. But, you know, not now. I don't think it's almost like, you know, you're learning how to fly the plane on your way up. It's like, uh, now's not the time. Now's the time to be to figure out how to autopilot. And then, you know, when you're safely on the ground, take your take your flight lessons. Like, don't take flight lessons like the day of your first flight. Um, because you're guaranteed to lose money that way, I think anyway. Yeah, and I also think like anyone who's thinking about starting to invest, I just say just do it the easiest way possible just so that like get a small win now rather than mm-hmm. wait to be an expert. You're reading books. I think that's – you don't even have to read all those books to be honest. And reading those books, you're kind of like – 
you're you could just open a, a target date fund and just start putting like 500 bucks a month or however much you can afford into that target date fund and then you can do additional research like Tiff said and learn how to do more more nuanced investing or maybe buy some individual stocks if you have money to play around with but for now it's just like just start now if you're if you're new if you're just getting a new job and you're opening up your first 401k this is great cuz you're again the money that you're contributing now if you contribute $100 to your 401k today when stocks are lower than they were a year ago, that $100 yes. can buy you more, right? So if those stocks that you buy end up increasing in value, well, you've got a bigger return on your investment because you bought low. You can't plan for this kind of thing, but I would say if you if you have, like we said before, if you have time on your side and you can handle a little bit of risk it now, and again, we're not investment experts. We're just, mm-hmm. I, I'm just someone who's opened a 401k after the last recession and saw great things happen. I would say, yes, just start and don't overthink it, um, which people, especially women, we like to feel like we understand something entirely before we jump in and you you could just set yourself up you know, to miss out on potential returns by you know, waiting until you are an expert to to dive in. Exactly. 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 Uh-huh. As as um my husband has my my husband my um sister's husband would say exactly. Oh, it's been a while since you brought that <laughs> old know. chestnut out. Exactly. <laughs> oh, All right, y'all. Well, so it's time for boost or breaks. Boost. Or you're break. gonna boost. You're gonna break. You're gonna b- boost the break. So yeah, you're gonna boost. Are you gonna Break. I, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, you're gonna let you're gonna let me go first. Thank you. I could tell. I can always tell on how you deliver it whether or not I'm gonna go first or I'm gonna go second. Um, I'm gonna do a boost for my sister and my brother and for myself for letting them help me because in my pandemic parenting lifestyle right now, I usually am always leading the charge for like group gifts for our mom, group gifts for birth for the dad for the birthday, like for Father's Day, Mother's Day, that kind of stuff. I just don't have the brain power or bandwidth. I thought Mother's Day was two weeks from now, okay? It's that's come and listen, and if you're listening to this Wednesday morning, it is this Sunday. <laughs> like I should know this. I'm actually a mom this year. Anyway, but thank God for my sister because she arranged flowers. Oh, my mom didn't listen to the show. She arranged flowers for my mom. And I had it part of my identity is sort of like wrapped up in being the one who takes care of shit in the siblings group, you know? And I've just had to let it go and let my brother and sister step up. And it was the same story around my mother's birthday last month when we did, we wanted to compile all these video messages from all of her loved ones across the country, friends she she hasn't seen since college and, you know, from her early working days. And I I was like, I'm going to edit it and I'm going to collect all the video snippets. No, 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 no. Very quickly, I learned I needed to ask them for help. And anyway, it's a small thing, but if you if you guys can ask for help from siblings, um, I've I've and it's brought us so much closer together that I've like been open to having them help more. And I love them so, so much. And I feel so blessed to have them here to help me keep it together. And I just don't know where. I just don't know where I'd be right now without my brother and my sister. Um, and I and I just wanted to to boost that, boost family, boost the help, and boost me for asking for it, which we all know I have struggled to do in the past. And that's why I have my mommy wrist and my wrist is in a brace because I literally <laughs> didn't ask for help with the baby for a very long time and now I'm paying for it. No. Yeah. So I'm going to – wait, did I talk about OWN last week? OWN, like the OWN network? Yeah. No. What What about it? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I will boost it. Yo, I literally have the worst memory. I'm like, wait, did I talk about it? So I am going to do a boost because um, – so now that the press release is out, I can finally share. Because I said I NDA. I'm like, can I share? So a few weeks ago, um, this production company that we all know, we've seen this production company's name flash across the screen many, many times, reached out and said, huh, interest in doing this show or being a guest on a show with Ayanla Van Zandt. And I was like, what? With who? And so Ayanla Van Zandt. Should I know who that is? So Miss Fix Your Life. Should I know who that you, is? You never see. Oh my gosh. I need you to do your Googles. Ayanla Van Zandt. She's a, 
she is one of the protégés of Oprah. I'm sure she'd be like, girl, I'm not her protégé. But <laughs> it's like, so sorry. <laughs> that's, her, that's how sassy she is. So it's Ayanla. Like, you know how, like, so Oprah, these are like her main people that she's kind of like brought on board, right? So it's like Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, Ew, I Rachel thought we Ray, weren't, Ayanla, we weren't here for Dr. Phil or Oz anymore. No, we're not. I'm just saying that, like, this is like you know how like Oprah brought these people she's to in, like the yes, Oprah. yes. She's given them her yes. she's given them her shine. Yeah. So yes. Ayanna Vanzan is one of them. I can't believe you never heard of fix her fix your life. That's like a it's like a huge because it's like everybody has jokes about. It. Anyway, sorry, right? it's so, me, not you. That's okay. <laughs> fine. So you didn't know about the Casketeers, but I forgave you. I, I sure did it, and I was. Like, <laughs> although I wouldn't say that's the same. So okay, um, fine. So they reached. They reached out. Was like, oh, we'd love to have you on the show. You know. So I did like um kind of like a pre-interview. They're like, oh my gosh, we love, we love you. So it's just so funny how they always love you. They, all they, all you need to do is get on the phone with them. <laughs> They're gonna love you. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, I don't know. And it's so it's just funny about how you plant seeds sometimes years in advance. So. The big producer was like, oh, my God, years ago, I took your literature challenge and it totally helped me. And then the the young producer, shout out to Jessica, she was like, oh, my God, when your name came up, I was like, we have to use her. And I'm like, I know you. She was like, you were my instructor um, at the Ween Academy. So the Ween Academy, I can't remember what Ween stands for. It's like women in entertainment. So I every year I volunteer and I teach this free financial class for these young women who are between the ages typically like 16 to like 20 something. And they attend, they fly into New York and attend um, like a weekend long, like uh, academy. And it's really awesome. And it's all sisters and brown girls. And, you know, and I just thought to myself, wow, what a full circle moment that like, had I not been doing that year after year, who knows if they would have even thought of me? Because I asked, how'd you find me? She's like, girl, you know, I, you came and you taught and you were so awesome and you were so giving. And I'm like, oh, wow. So anyway, they reach out. We'd like to have you on the show. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I'll be on this. This It's, it's a limited series, docu-series with Ayanna talking about fear. And of course, I'm going to talk about financial fear. Didn't think anything of it until the press release comes out. And it says, new show on OWN Network, docu-series. Special guests include Oprah Winfrey. I was like, wait, what? Um, uh, um, R&B um, legend, B.B. Winans. I said, okay, what? And financial educator, Tiffany the Budgetista Liche. That's what it said. You it's in variety on deadline. are in a mm-hmm. sentence. <laughs> yes. In, in, a, in a sentence and your name follows Oprah. What? I, I so know, basically, I, you're on your way to being on her tour. <laughs> the next Oprah owned tour. Mm-hmm. That's my friend I would now. like backstage passes. Backstage passes. <laughs> So, congrats. It so was I get this the BFD. BFD. Yes, yes, get it, it is. Girl. And I just, like, you know, like at first I was kind of, I was already excited before, but I didn't know that Oprah was also going to be a guest on the show. So it just, it's just things like that. You're like, wow. But you think about the, you know, like what you, what you sow, you know, what you reap, you truly have sown. And I think to myself, like, I remember when I first did the first literature challenge, everyone said, basically I was dumb because I was giving it away for free, but I'm like, no, people really need help. There has to be something. I mean, I speak and I, te- you know, and I have books now. So the challenges were my way to say, if you don't have any money, I can give you a full fledged course, like we're, which is totally free. And it's like year six and all of them are still completely free. There's been no gotcha, gotcha. I did one with, with, um, magnify money. And Mandy was my special guest every week. Um, so like that, that was the credit one, which is like one of my favorite ones. And so you just think about things like that, that people tell you are like, not the right move or take, 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 or don't give. And you think to yourself, how did I given these two instances, maybe they wouldn't have thought of me, you know, and who knows when once it airs, it's supposed to air. Uh, well, it's supposed to begin airing. I don't know when my component airs, but begins airing May 16, Did you already tape 2020. It? Maybe. Oh, so you must have. Oh, well, this is a quick turnaround. That's <laughs> dope. Did you tape it from home? Was this or was this pre-pandemic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it, it taped it from home. They sent like they sent me like the equipment to set up. This is exciting. I know. Oh, girl, I'm glad I got cable for, for once in my life. I and I don't. Which I'm like, damn it, am I gonna have to get cable for for this? So I think I get. Someone said you can get like um seven free days of like you, you can know, get like a free trial to watch, free trial to get to. <laughs> To watch your own special. <laughs> Make sure you time it right. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait a minute. When am I going to come on? Um, so, yeah, it was just like one of those like full circle moments of like, you know, reaping what you sow. And I don't know. It just felt good to just, you know, I have, actually have to call my mom and tell her because, you know, she has to let all the aunties know. 
all the aunties know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want her to hear from them first. And she'd be like, they told me. How come you didn't? I, didn't, I wasn't prepared. So, yeah, that's my big boost. And, whew, you know, the ups and downs in entrepreneurship. You have those days. You're like, yeah. And other days you're like, <laughs> and sometimes it's in the same day. Um, mm. But I'm, that's definitely something that I'm excited about. I am a little nervous because I felt like I was nervous. I don't know how well I did, honestly. Sometimes I can gauge. Um, I will say that, you know. You're in the press release. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I know. But that doesn't mean I did good. I might. I don't know. We don't see. We both will all be seeing together. <laughs> so if it's terrible, that's my biggest worry as I'll do this whole big thing where I'm like, ooh, watch party. And then it'll be like, ooh. But listen, <laughs> you will you will always have done the best Yana. What's her name? Yanla. You will you will always have done the best interview with Yanla as you ever had done because it's the first one. You know what I mean? Low expectations, Tiffany. We talked about this. <laughs> Set them low to the floor. Um <laughs> I, I personally should have boosted the fact that when I got that Molly Moore book in the mail and <gasps> I, it's just so exciting because like oh. every friend, I've got a few friends who've written books and every time I get it, I just feel like in some small part, I was there when this was just an idea and it was just like, and it's one of those things that you've been talking about for years on the podcast mm-hmm. and it's just so good to feel it in my hands. Um, <laughs> and I was so excited and Rio loved the pictures and the, the illustrations are beautiful and it's such oh, a cute thanks. little book. I do want to know what kind of friends Molly Moore has who are getting her five bikes and four <laughs> phones and 12 <laughs> dogs and like, <laughs> like I, <laughs> it's all for counting purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, <laughs> I know. So right? congrats. Like, Molly is lit. Oh, thank yeah, you. Congrats. I'm so, it's so happy. I'm so blessed on my shelf. And um, yeah, I just feel blessed to know people who are out there just creating such little treasures like this. And um, yeah, we're super excited. Congrats. Thank you. I was like, Rio's like, oh, Rio's trying to eat the book. That's how, that's a good sign. Everything he loves, he tries to <laughs> consume. That is his, that is the stage we are at. Indeed. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you for another great show, Missy. Yes, thank you. This was a long one, but I think a, a longie, but a goodie. This show was brought to you by Rio's Nap. <laughs> thank you, Rio Francisco, um, for being one of our sponsors today. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we will catch y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.